right, well, greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the Rec Poker Podcast, sponsored as always by Running Aces Casino Racetrack and Hotel and website AMP. And in this chat edition of the podcast, we are going to talk with the one and only Jamie Kerstetter. She is she's a professional poker player. She's a poker commentator. She's a podcaster. She does a ton of different stuff. And we're going to dig into that and talk to her about all of that kind of stuff. But first, we're going to introduce the panel. Uh, my name is Steve Fredland. I go by Rec Poker Steve in the Poker Stars home game. And I have what I think is a very appropriate quote from Dennis Miller for tonight. He said, there is nothing funny about dogs playing poker. There is nothing remotely cute about animals with gambling problems. If you look closely at those paintings, you can tell that most of the dogs are playing with money that they can't afford to lose. And sadder still, it takes seven of their dollars to make one of ours. I don't know how to follow that one up, but I'm, uh, I'm Chris Jones. I'm five by five on Poker Stars and Twitter. And I brought a quote, uh, an oldie but a goodie from Isaac Asimov saying, the saddest aspect of life right now is that science gathers knowledge faster than society gathers wisdom. Mm. Jonesy. Chris, bring in the heat. Bring in the heat. Uh, well, I'm Jim Reed, uh, Bluffsterini in the home game, and you can find out about me and the rest of the wrecking crew here by going to wreck.poker slash crew. And all I know about poker is that sometimes it's about making the wrong play at the right time. And I am John Somsky, known as Poker Geek MN Everywhere. And I have a quote from the late, great Stu Unger, fold and live to fold again. And I'm Rob Washam. I'm Ratman 50 everywhere. And I thought that was something that Tommy Angelo said, but uh, that's something that Tommy Angelo does for sure is fold so that he can <laughs> fold again. Nice. Well, thanks guys. So we're going to have the conversation with Jamie and then just to tease it out, a few things we're going to touch on at the end of the show we're going to talk about the road trip that we took down to Seminole Coconut Creek Casino. Jamie was there. We didn't even get a chance to meet down there, but we were both down there hanging out. A bunch of us rec poker peeps were down there, so we'll talk about that. We've got a partnership with the World Poker Tour that's coming up. We've got something to announce on that deal. Uh, we'll share the winners of the rec poker weekly live tournaments, the winners of the online home games, and a bunch of other stuff. And you premium members who are in the chat, if you don't know, if you're a premium member, you can actually join us live in the podcast you guys just have your stuff set to all attendees and panelists for your chats, and then we can all see whatever that whatever it is that you're commenting on. So with that, let's bring her in. Jamie Kerstetter, hello, and welcome to Rec Poker. Hello, thanks for having me. That first quote sounded like something Norman Chad would have said about the dogs playing poker. I could see him having <laughs> a five-minute rant about that. Is, is that kind of his thing? Does he, does he like to rant on that? <laughs> He'll just go, he'll pick one thing that seems a little off and just talk about it for like, I don't know, as long as people will listen to him. <laughs> I'm not surprised that him and Dennis Miller kind of have the same, <laughs> the same uh, observation yeah. skills of human society and willing to kind of pick that apart and then make some fun of it. But <laughs> hey, so we're, we're over 300 episodes and we have not had you on before. So we're super excited to, to finally land the big fish and have you on the Rec Poker podcast. Hey, you just had to ask me 301 times and I finally said, yes, you broke me down. <laughs> <laughs> There's just 301 steps to getting you into the poker podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. so where are you? That's at the now? same way I ended up married. <laughs> <laughs> did, did she ask you 301 times or you asked her 301 times? Oh, no, I, I would have said yes the first time. It was oh, me doing the asking. I've met your wife and I can see why she's she's glorious. I love her. Well, so Jamie, are you still down in Florida? Or where are you calling in from? 
No, I'm at my mom's house in New Jersey. Um, I came, my, my grandma's really sick. So I came to visit her and then it turns out, uh, someone in her nursing home has COVID. So they won't let me in anyway. Oh, Jamie, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. It really sucks. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate I know it. a lot of people in that situation. That's, you know, the, obviously the whole, the COVID, the sickness, you know, the, the illness, that's all just mm -hmm. so horrible. But then when you layer on this, I can't see my loved ones. It's just agonizing. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Are you yeah, original? That's why it makes it a little, I was going to say, it makes it a little ridiculous when I'm reading the poker player takes on Twitter where they're like, I can't play a tournament. Oh, it's tyranny. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know who you might be talking right about. Now. I'm not sure who you're talking about at all, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, everybody's got their different perspectives, but like you said, I mean, you're kind of putting that in perspective. All right. We're talking about poker and, you know, you take people's size and everybody's upset one way or the other, whatever, but real life you're talking about real life you're talking about not being able to see your grandma and and that's pretty brutal yeah uh, is are you originally from new jersey is that your home state yeah okay yeah and the, the best part about that is everywhere else i go i'm just like wow the people are so nice <laughs> <laughs> do you say everywhere else you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they set the bar really really well for you there so you could just you could yeah. go into life thinking <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about tell us about your journey. Now, where where do you live now? Kind of, how did you get away from New Jersey and and all that? Like, what's what's a little bit of your story? I know you've got you've been interviewed, you've interviewed a lot of people, so we kind of know some of your story. But just you know, a lot of mm -hmm. folks at the Rec Poker, you know, we have an opportunity to introduce them to people in the poker industry that maybe they haven't heard of because they're not mm -hmm. as plugged in as others. And so, uh, let's hear a little bit about your story and and how did you get to where you are today. Sure, I can give you the cliff notes. I went to Rutgers for college. I played a little bit of poker um, while I was there, but I played soccer and I ran tracks. So I didn't have a ton of time. It wasn't until I went to law school that I got super addicted to poker. Um, I played in a home game with a bunch of law students once a week um, that got really, really competitive. And like, it's all we would talk about is like who won in the game that week or whatever. So I started to take it more seriously. Um, and I would go to casinos on weekends um, and really got the bug. And then it wasn't until I was a lawyer when I realized, man, being a lawyer sucks <laughs> that I really started playing poker. So uh, I started playing online a lot, um, got pretty good. I was like ranked pretty decently. Um, and then uh, I got laid off my first job. They laid off all the first and second year attorneys. Um, and I was like, all right, I'll just play poker for a little while. And I have been like basically between jobs for <laughs> yeah, 15 years or so. Um, <laughs> uh, I quit, I, I briefly went back and then I quit that job after about nine months. I, I just really loved poker and I, I wanted to play. So um, I spent a year and a half in Rosarito, Mexico, um, when online poker got shut down in the US. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's when I played the most and I grinded and studied the most. And I think that's where I, I realized like I wanted to do it full time um, forever. And just recently, maybe the last three or four years, I started to do other things as well. That's giving me more life balance, which includes um, podcasting and commentary. Um, I did some ghostwriting. I used to write for Doug Polk's YouTube channel. So I got to write a lot of jokes, um, things like that. But yeah, I live in Vegas now, um, but I'm kind of all over the place. And uh, I recently took a job with um, Poker King, who's partnered with WPT, and I'm creative producer for them. So I get to do a lot of writing and a lot of uh, building lineups for big cash games, um, working on a game show, working on a documentary. There's a ton of stuff we're doing for them. It's all creative stuff. So I'm very happy to be a part-time poker player now. 
I love that. Because when, when I think of you, I think of creativity. I think of, I think of fun. I think of creativity. I think of humor. And so, you know, knowing that your your backstory included being a lawyer. Now, no offense to lawyers out there. I'm an, I'm, an, I'm a recovering actuary, so I understand what it's like to not be funny. Um, but I always think of you as creative. So I always think that's an interesting dynamic that you've got this legal background. Uh, but did you know, so you got into playing poker. You were good at it. You had some success. You enjoy it. But then you went down this road of doing other creative sort of things. Do you feel like that was that creative mm-hmm. element was just always in you waiting to be released or did something did a trigger like a trigger switch or something and all of a sudden you got in was it just an opportunity that emerged or what kind of how did you make that transition or how did the opportunities come to you? Um it wasn't really intentional. Uh, a lot of it had to do with Twitter and I just used to go on Twitter and mess around. Like I would just write things I thought sounded funny or I'd like reply to people like oh this is a good joke I'll like throw a little jab in this direction or whatever um and it actually was from that like I I just was on there a few years just messing around and um somebody actually it was a troll for Doug Polk who needled him and said your jokes suck you need a writer you should hire Jamie Kerr said it was someone I didn't know and I was like oh I read it and I was like oh god I'm gonna be like the subject of Doug's next video because I thought he was gonna like be a jerk and instead he dms me and he's like oh what do you think do you want to write and I was like yeah. And so I started writing for him, um, got way into the YouTube streets and uh, had a lot of fun doing it. Not always. like I don't really like picking on people or like knocking people down. It was always fun. We were punching up instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started writing for other people, too. Uh, and pretty much that is when I realized that, like, that's what actually makes me happy. It was like the creative side of the brain lighting up a little bit and that. I'm just not like as much as I love poker, I'm not the person to buckle down and study Sims for five hours a day. And there are a lot of people who do that now. And I feel like I'm so competitive that like, like wanting to be the best, but knowing that it's not in me to do it in this one thing. I was like, if I didn't find other things in poker, I'd probably have moved on to something else by now. So it's like trying to be really good at something in poker um, outside of actually the game itself. Like I really enjoy commentary, really enjoy podcasting, writing all this stuff. It's like, it kind of has kept me in poker longer, I think. Cause I, I don't think I could do the, the poker robot study thing yeah. that so many other people are so good at. Well, that, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you. And if you, I know my, my video for some reason, I'm having all kinds of troubles. So if you're watching this on YouTube, it's not intentional, but <laughs> if you, if, if my video camera was on, you would see me like nodding this entire time. Cause I just love what you're saying. I'm just, I'm tracking <laughs> with you so well. I'm like, I'm really an active listener and all you see is my stoic face there. But, but I'm, I'm curious, like, you know, you, you've stayed in the poker path, like clearly, uh, you know, you have the talent, you have the ambition, maybe you have all of these things that you could do something outside of poker. There's opportunities that abound outside of mm-hmm. poker, yet you've kind of stuck with the poker track. So I'm kind of curious, is it just, is that just love for the game? Is it just, you're known there and there's opportunities or what's kind of keeping you there? And I'm not, don't trust me. I'm not trying to get you to leave the poker industry. We, we need you there, but I'm just kind of curious. What's I was just going to ask, I was like, did, did my mom put you up to this? Oh, is, that what, is that happening now? You know, like, did she like, ask her to do too, something else? It's not too late to be still become a lawyer, Jamie. <laughs> Um, it really, some of this stuff happened by chance, uh, because there, there have been a couple opportunities that were so good that I pursued them. They just didn't work out. Um, there was actually something I was writing for someone and they almost got a TV show and I would have been a writer and Mm. I would have had a sick job with that. It just didn't work out. Um, pitching in Hollywood, different shows is just a a nightmare. Apparently I I got to see a little bit of it. Mm. Um, but it's okay. Cause I'm like, I, I was like, I still love poker. I love the community. Um, all my friends are here. You know, I wasn't really trying to leave permanently. I still would have played poker at least part-time. Um, so when it didn't work out, I was like, 
it's okay. I think I'll just go back to the drawing board. Um, and then this new job with um, Poker King and partner at WPT, it's like, there's so much opportunity that I'm actually kind of happy the other job didn't work out at this point. Um, so I guess I just like go with the flow a lot. I'm like, you know, if I see a really good opportunity. I'll go after it. If it doesn't work out, I still really do enjoy poker. It's not like when I was a tax attorney and I was like, Ugh, every day I thought about quitting. It doesn't feel like that. Like there's just some days I'm more inspired to play than other days. So right. it's like, if I was full-time poker, uh, like there are definitely times that, uh, that I was like dragging myself to the casino to go grind cash. And I'm like, mm. oh no, this has now become a real job. <laughs> <laughs> you're in a, not a real job. No, not a real job. Seriously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, what, you know, so I kind of glossed over when you first mentioned it, but I'm super excited about your new role of Poker King. But what, what should direct players, what should we know about Poker King? Like what's, what should we be aware of? What should we be watching for? What should we be, you know, connecting to so we stay informed of what's going on? Like what, what should we expect and why should we be excited about this? All right, we have some stuff. I'm trying to think of the things I'm allowed to reveal and things I'm not allowed to reveal. So oh, I'll just can, get in trouble. You can reveal this. anything. <laughs> yeah, just blurt it out. Just <laughs> say it, Jamie. No, yeah, <laughs> There's nobody listening, um, not even recording. Have... Like you can just share whatever you want. Like this, nobody will hear this. <laughs> um, so something I can tease something we're working on. We're doing a documentary on someone that everyone would like to hear about. Um, so that that'll probably come out in a year or so. Um, mm. It's been really, really cool to listen to. Um, we have just gotten done with a cash game that we partnered with WPT. Uh, we had a ladies 2550 game with two chess, uh, influencers, yes. Nemo and Alexandra Botez, who were kind of forming relationships with, um, different influencers in different markets, um, trying to get new eyes on poker. So they're giving us the budget for that. I think it's so much fun. It's just so much fun watching new people enjoy poker. And I feel like it like invigorates the game a lot when it's just not a bunch of like has been sitting around, you know, you get yeah. new people who are like, oh my God, they win a pot and they're like sweating. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Uh, we have more of that. So we've had a two days of 200, 400 moment. Also, a lot of those guys want to come back. I heard from a bunch of people who watched that, that they wanted to play some of it. So we're going to just keep running games like that um but we also have one super high stakes one that we're planning in the far future that that's pretty much all i can say about it but it's going to be um it's going to be huge and we're putting a lot of money into it and a lot of time into it and uh it should just be really really good so that's all we have on the horizon i have a game show idea that i think they're gonna let me make uh that would be like in the far future but that's what i'm super excited about mm. but yeah i can't really i think that's all i'm allowed to say oh i think you can say <laughs> much much more than that i so i just have, I just have one <laughs> question we'll see if the panelist has any questions too but um so my one question would be if if we guess the name of the person that you're doing the documentary on will you tell us if we're right because i i think i think it's i think it's rob washam i think it is it rob washam will you tell me if no. it's it's a uh, uh, it's my it's Mike Postle, Mike Postle. Everyone wants to hear that guy. <laughs> oh, nobody will have any interest in that. I'm sure that would be a great fun project to work on, yeah. right? <laughs> Jim, did you have something? Yeah, I, I had one question. So a lot of people are talking about sort of a bit of a, a, a controversial subject right now. I know where I stand on it, but I wonder if you could weigh in, Jamie. Why are dogs better than cats? <laughs> That's not controversial. Oh my god. 
you're this is so messed up my cat is over here just watching me um i like them all so i can't i'm really middle of the road i would be like uh whatever i'm, I'm like a centrist on this topic <laughs> i'll take any of them why do we have to choose that's the real question mm, yeah that's a good point that's a good point i, I am personally allergic to cats so it's nothing personal nothing okay. personal but dogs rule and cats rule and that's all there is to it yeah. Jim, jim's got a real scarcity mentality it's one or the other it can't be both yeah, <laughs> well kind of along that line so sorry if i'm jumping on your toes jim but i'm kind of curious yeah tell tell the world a little bit about your your involvement with dogs and those who know you know that you know you're you're doing a lot of things for animals and that sort of thing but for people that maybe aren't familiar with that work that you're doing let people know what you're doing and how they can connect with that Sure. Pretty much anytime that I donate any money, uh, it's to uh, Sergeant Pepper's friends. They're a, a rescue in Aruba where they pair animals with vacationers. So the vacationer, vacationers will take uh, a rescue dog home to wherever location someone's looking for a dog. Mm. So like if you say, hey, I'm going to Aruba, I'm I'm from Vegas, uh, I'll be returning to Vegas. If someone in Vegas wants one of these Aruba dogs, they can just like put in their order online and you ship it back to them. So it's like super creative. It's a way to take uh, puppies and stuff from a place that's super overpopulated where they just euthanize them. Um, and now they're delivering them to us. So that's kind of cool. But uh, I've raised a bunch of money for ASPCA. I ran the New York marathon and poker players donated way too much money to it. Like I was thinking people would give like 20 bucks. Um, mm -hmm. I had several people give 500, 1000, whatever it came out to like $6,500 or something. Um, so that was cool. But yeah, I actually, I'm so, I just uh, broke up out of a seven year relationship and I let him keep the dogs. Oh. So I am, I need new dogs. I can't, oh. <laughs> like, I can't, I'm either going to kidnap them and get arrested um, or I'm going to have to adopt some more dogs. So if anyone has a spare pit bull lying around, you know, just let me know. <laughs> you, you've seen, you've seen this crew and we have some premium members in the chat. I know, you know, Kim Petman mm -hmm. and Kilroy, maybe she knows some people that could maybe arrange to get these animals <laughs> kidnapped back and we can edit this part out if that becomes something you'd like us awesome. to take the lead on. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks. Thanks for your work on that. And I think, I think that's one of the things that's, mm -hmm. you know, people don't realize, at least for me, I mean, I was late to the game. I didn't start playing poker until my forties. Uh, and, you know, made my mom really nervous, you know, because, you know, it's, it's a bunch of degenerates and, you know, uh, that sort of thing. But people don't realize how generous the poker community is. I know I've, I've led, you know, I think eight mm -hmm. charity tournaments that we've hosted and people are just so generous. And, you know, we helped uh, with we work with Lynn Martin on sort of raising money for the Australian wildfires. People stepped nice. up and, and donated there. I know with Kale Cleeton in the van, you know, we had some donations coming in, including Jim doing some coaching mm -hmm. and so you know, I, th I think that's a that's a story that needs to be told more about the generosity of the poker community. Yes, it's one of those times where it's like really good that we've completely lost the idea of how much money is worth. Because <laughs> everything else, like I have a funny story where I was talking to my, one of my friends who asked, he's like, man, NFL Red Zone is so awesome. Like how much does it cost? Because he wasn't looking at the bell. I was like, I don't know, like five or something. He's like, 500 a month. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously like the higher stakes people play the they don't know how much yeah. stuff costs um and if you don't know how much stuff costs then you know you're wasting money all over the place you may as well donate it to some dogs once in a while <laughs> yeah and they do like they, the charity events are always amazing i think poker players in general uh, are are pretty charitable i think maybe because we feel this like pressure to do good because in your own job you're you know it's a zero-sum game you take money from people and it doesn't feel great so I feel like when they have an opportunity to give back they, they generally take it 
I, I had this really high view of poker players saying, hey, they're more generous than we realize. And you just kind of crushed it by saying, well, yeah, they, nobody just knows what the value of money is. So maybe maybe they're not as generous as we think. They're just making more poor financial yeah. decisions. <laughs> Jim, did you have something? <laughs> I'm, I'm using that line, though, from now on. It's like, you've got so many life leaks. Like, one of them might as well be a charitable yeah. endeavor. Like, you're spewing money all over the place. At least, you know, yeah. have some of it just accidentally fall into the right place. I'm asking, that's my new ask, Jamie. Perfect. Like yeah. <laughs> so, I wanna, I'm curious. Uh, oh, Chris, go ahead. Well, J- Jamie, I, you know, I wanted to kind of shift gears a little and talk to you about, um, you know, you've, you've had a past... I don't know, four or five years. Well, first of all, when, when did you first get started doing poker commentary? Um, and maybe answer that. And then I've got a follow-up to that. Okay. Um, I actually, it, it's kind of crazy that I did it at all because I had like a fear of, of public speaking, just like in, more so than an average person, I would think. Um, and it wasn't, I was sponsored by Party New Jersey um, when they first opened up and they sent me on a trip to Venice. And it was the kind of thing where it was like an additional thing that was not part of my sponsorship. It was just like, hey, we we could use you there to, to work on this little show and to do a little commentary. I'm not going to say no to that. But then when I got there, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> like just this like, oh, this horrible anxiety over it. And it was whole cards down. And it, it was with a partner, Jesse May, who turned out to be awesome. But I didn't know him at the time. I'm like, oh, this is going to be terrible. And it was like elite pros like Sam Trickett and just really good players where I'm like, how am I going to comment on what they're doing? Like, this is such a joke. It's going to be so bad. Um, but it was so strange after it was over, um, which it was nerve wracking the whole time. I like sweaty palms. I just felt so good. I was like, wow, that was like something I'm so afraid of. Um, and I was like, I don't think it was even particularly good, but I got through it and I was like really proud of myself. I'm like, okay. And then, so the next time I got asked, um, it was like a Borgata smaller thing like a $500 or something um and I was like sure and then everything subsequently felt easier because it wasn't I don't know it wasn't as scary it wasn't as high stakes it was the people I knew I had backstory on them I usually commentate with a friend um and it just felt, felt like way more comfortable and I enjoyed it more every single time um and then it got to the point where they'd be like oh WPQ would be like hey I need a commentator I'm like I'll do it <laughs> and so I went from being terrified of it to like a year later just enjoying it and People also like weren't that hard on me because I, I feel like I didn't present myself as like, I'm such an expert. Oh, I'll tell you guys how it should be played. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, there's just funny stuff. We can point out some fun things. And also just like, I really love the game. So it's like, it comes through when, when you're like, wow, this guy made a sick play. Like, I wonder what he's thinking. Um, and that was probably, let's say like four years ago, five years ago, I have probably about five years ago when I started. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, the, from, from my perspective, I mean, I, I think you're a fantastic commentator. So thank you for doing what you do. And one, one of the things that I really admire about you doing commentary is I think you're able to balance um, your audience between people who maybe just are just stumble onto it on ESPN or now CBS mm-hmm. and, you know, are like a casual, like they may know that, you know, they may not even know that a straight beats a flush, but maybe they know that, but that's like the level of poker that they understand versus like people who are really into like, you know, combos and solver work and all that. They're all, they're all the audience, but I think you're really able to balance those two audiences really effectively. And I'm wondering if you can talk about how do you, how do you think about, uh, you know, when you're broadcasting to that big of an audience, the people who really know a lot about poker and the people who you want to be, sort of be involved in the conversation and bring them in, but you don't want them to feel sort of like, pushed away as if you don't really belong here 
Um, well, one of my one of my friends made the same point. He was like, "It's really cool how you can kind of like dumb it down a little bit." For, for, I'm like, "I'm not dumbing it down." <laughs> I was like, "This is how I see poker." I'm like, "Yes, I'm not talking about some. I'm not going to go into ranges. I'm not going to make it really dry and boring. But also, I'm just not that good. Like, if you get an elite player, maybe they try to make it better for a layman, and they can't because they're like they don't realize they're on level twenty. And then you'd be speaking on like level three. I'm just not that good. I, I play five ten. I play two five. Um, I play one K average buy-ins. Um, so when I'm talking to people about the game, I'm like, and maybe only a little better than like the average person watching on ESPN. They're watching because they're entertaining. Like they think poker is entertaining. Um, so like spoon feeding a little bit of poker to them and then making jokes and hanging out with Norman Lawn. Like that's what I'm there for. Like they could have 2000 other people if they want a better poker player. So I kind of think that's, um, what makes it not that hard for me <laughs> like that sounds ridiculous but it's, it's pretty honest that I just don't there's not like man I ran a sim on this exact hand yesterday and let me tell you that 22 percent of the time you're supposed to bet on no there's none of that going through my head it's just like oh this flops better for the pre-flop raiser here's why you know and, and so it's not that hard to dumb it down when, when I'm like just a little ahead of the average viewer in my opinion I get the same thing on the podcast too because we do two two different versions of the podcast we do the chats edition which is the one that I host mm-hmm. and then Jim hosts the one that's really like strategy forums based thing so I get that a lot too how do you dumb it mm-hmm. down well I just because I I'm just dumb like it's, it's not it's not that complicated but thanks you know I appreciate that thanks thanks for your kind words <laughs> This is why yep. I like just to talk to people. See, once it gets into once it gets really hard, then I turn it over to Jim and and these these geniuses on this panel. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious how you got um, how you got plugged in with Run Good. So, uh, you know, we just started working with them. We've done a couple of road trips. We did Iowa. We did Florida. Uh, really a fan of what they're doing. What Tana and the whole crew are doing there. But uh, what's your connection there, and how did that come to be? Sure. First of all, I want to say you guys are like a perfect fit too. I'm like this is the type this is the type of players that we want. Like, and we want, it's fun. Like you go there, there's no way I'm flying to Florida and paying for a flight and all the stuff that comes along with traveling for a $600 tournament. I would never do that for Mm -hmm. money. Like, I'm not like, Oh, this makes financial sense for me to do that. It's all for fun. Um, I, I love these people. Like they're, the most fun my liver is like currently regenerating um i could feel it like this yeah, I saw is some of the instagram the most... photos and i thought ooh, there's a lot of glasses and things there <laughs> yeah they are they are the best peer pressures in the entire world um they're so much fun they're they're some of my closest friends and tana just hit me up randomly i i have no i, I should really ask him like why uh because this was so many years ago now i had been like like seven or eight years ago, I'm playing an event at Foxwoods and I get a DM on Twitter that just said, Hey, I'm starting this, I started this company. Um, we want to talk to you and think you'd be a good fit or whatever. And I saw Tana and I'm like, Oh, this lady started a company. That's nice. Um, so when I call on the phone and it's a dude, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, is, I didn't know him. Is at your all. wife there? Um, oh yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, ah, oh, person um but he sold me from the beginning like mm-hmm. it basically in the same way where he's just like oh we're clothing company that's starting a, a series and um we're based we're basically trying to just make it a fun environment and we want like we want more rec people and we want just mm-hmm. that was it it was just it's gonna be fun um and I was like all right I like fun <laughs> I was like tell me more uh, and a couple of the steps I went to were really in the middle of nowhere like we we're in like council bluffs Iowa and as I'm like pulling in past all the cows I'm like I may have made a wrong decision here um but when I get there and like it's just 
the, the people couldn't be more fun. Like, I don't know how he handpicked these people, but he did an amazing job mm-hmm. um, because no matter who shows up from the team, it's just like everyone. And it's like, you'll be sitting at a table and they'll be sending drinks to people. So it's like, not just our own little team. They're mm-hmm. making sure every. Oh, we lost Jamie. Jamie cut out. Is that one my fault? Everybody else. Oh, no. can oh, there she's back. Hey, Jamie. Oh, no, here we are. I think, well, you know, so what, Sorry. Well, what we did here is so Jamie, it's a little bit of know your audience. So we're in Minnesota. Several of us went down to Council Bluffs, <laughs> Iowa, and we consider farm country, beautiful country. And so as soon as you started saying, well, maybe, maybe it was a mistake, we put on a seven second delay on you. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, at least we're not in Minnesota. That would really suck. <laughs> we're going to do our series. In we're going to have Rungan come to Minnesota in January, and they're going to require you yeah. to be an ambassador at that thing. <laughs> Mr. Somsky. They just added, so this, go ahead, the stuff go ahead. they just added were Coconut Creek, Florida, and San Diego, Hummel's yeah. uh, Casino in San Diego. They're now starting to like get into like places where I can tell friends to go. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of them I was like I was like listen these are people who like go to France for tournaments and stuff and I'm like right. are you sure you don't want to go to Council Bluffs Iowa like this is a really good event it's hard to sell it but when it's like San Diego and Coconut Creek Florida it's a little bit easier now well, it's, it's part of your sales package next time just make sure you tell them well Rec Poker is going to be there at Council Bluffs Iowa yes. and then and then they'll be like well <laughs> then we're going to go for sure but no the, yeah some of the locations they got set up are pretty pretty sweet pretty juicy Mr. Somsky what do you have Mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I've been <clears throat> following your career for a long time, particularly your Twitter. Your Twitter is awesome. It is one of the funniest uh, poker Twitters out there. And uh, back since the Grindette days. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's just been really fun. I remember uh, one of the one of the times I was following or appreciated you the most was when you were sweating Minnesota Molly. She was playing at one of the WSOP events and you had the best tweets about keeping our, <laughs> us up to date on what, how she was doing. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I, that was great. I, I'm a very good railbird. My, um, I have a housemate now, Lisa Pickell, and ever since I moved in with her, we study a lot together. We'll get up in the morning and study, but she has chopped the tournament for 27 K and then won like five K the next day. And I say, and I'm just, I'm just at her rail. Mm. I, I sound like I drink a lot on this pod. I do not. <laughs> but lately, like someone saved me intervention time. Um, no, I'm just sitting, I'm on her rail with a drink till like two in the morning. I've been doing a lot more railing final tables and making final tables lately. But uh, yeah, I'm happy to live tweet it whenever it comes up. <laughs> Isn't that so fun? I, I do love railing too. I mean, one of the things that I find though is I feel like, I've, I feel like I'm under more pressure as a rail person then the person playing, like they seem to us cool, calm and collected. I'm like, oh my God, what do they have here? What do they have here? You know, I'm sweating. Like, well, so what's, mm-hmm. what's, what is it about railing somebody that you just love so much? Is it just supporting a friend or is there, is there another dynamic at play there? I think it's just like that I don't have to make any decisions and that's kind of cool. Um, also, <laughs> it's just nice. Like it's, you see how hard people work. Uh, it's really nice when they start to get rewarded. Mm. Um, and, you know, in poker, that could take years. You could see someone work hard for multiple years without any real sweats. Um, so then when they're making a final table, it's just so much fun. I love being there. Um, and I've had, like, the times I've had good runs, like, I have my friends all there. And they're yeah. they're happy to take a tournament off and, and watch me. So, you know, it's nice to return the favor. That's so cool. So so in the in the chat, uh, Kim Kilroy asked about Montreal, Canada. Is that as have you been up there? Have you played up there? Do you have any plans to get up there? Can you influence Run Good or whoever to get up there? 
<laughs> Let's. Oh, we're gonna make Run Good International now. I'll let Tana yes, know if like, we, we decided yes. that this is now an international tour. <laughs> I've been to Montreal only for fun. Um, it was great. I haven't actually been there. Everyone says Playground um, Poker Club is like the best. I haven't been there yet. Now that I'm in Vegas, it's like harder to justify making that long of a journey. I really should have gone when I was East Coast. But <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I've, I've played a playground. It is a fantastic spot. I'm actually uh, making a trip out there in September just to kind of nice. shake off some of the rust and get ready uh, for when WSOP <laughs> time comes around. It's going to be great. Yeah, if you didn't pick up on that, Jim's going to make the trip out there. He's a he's a Canadian. Oot, right out. <laughs> yeah. I'll He's be right over, over there, eh? there. Oh yeah. He puts all these. He puts all these weird U's and all these different words. It's very weird. It's, it's something's really everywhere. So, so many U's. They're all over the place. <laughs> so I want to chat a little bit about if you if you don't mind. I'm kind of curious your take on this, just because I like I like how you think about different things, and we're getting different perspectives on, on this. But the WSOP requiring vaccination, uh, you know, it's sort of the hot topic there. Just kind of curious, where do you come down on that, or what what sort of insight can you give us from your perspective? Okay. Well, unlike every other poker player on Twitter, I'm not a doctor. Um, so wait, I only wait, have I, my wait, opinion. Wait, I thought a lawyer, you know, lawyer, doctor saying, what? Okay. So you don't have- I'm the, a yeah, doctor, I feel like. So you don't have the- Yeah, I thought everyone on Twitter was a doctor. Isn't everyone on Twitter a doctor today? Yeah, I do like that totally. caveat, though. I do like the caveat. <laughs> so my opinion's kind of worthless. Like I read, I stay informed. Um, I am um, really tired of reading conspiracy theories and everything. Um, the ones that make it, there, there needs to be, you know, 1,000 people in on a big secret, which like people know no one keeps secrets. Uh, so like it's, I don't know. I'm getting tired of reading pe people I mm -hmm. really, really like are going off the deep end and I'm hoping that they don't go too far off the deep end to come back. Um, something I really don't like about poker Twitter is once, someone is like on the outs everyone just piles on so mm -hmm. someone will give an unpopular opinion and then 100 people have to tell this person that they're an idiot and they're crazy and uh, all this stuff and I'm like uh, it's like it gets a little bit uh, excessive which is why I like kind of stay out of it um I am very happy they're one they, they are making people be vaccinated or show vaccination I think in a perfect world they would let people show that they have antigens or whatever that mm -hmm. they've had COVID. That would be nice because if, if it's as effective as a vaccination, then why are we making people who've had COVID also get vaccinated? That doesn't seem fair. I just know they're a company, they're a business, they're a private company. They don't have to do any of this. They they could just say free for all, who cares? Um, they make their own rules. And you know, it sucks for the people who don't want to get vaxxed that this is one of the rules, but it would really suck for the dealers who need the money and need the work um, mm. to have to expose themselves to a bunch of people who are sometimes careless, sometimes not that clean. Hearing guys say that guys don't wash their hands in the bathroom, like, ugh. Mm. like <laughs> it's just gonna be spreading COVID everywhere. Oh. Um, so I like this rule. I'm sorry for people who don't like this rule. I have a lot of friends who don't like this rule. Um, and I do feel bad for them. Like, I don't know if this is best. Um, nobody, mm -hmm. you know, just listen to doctors and, it's WSOP trying to make the best out of the situation. If they had endless time and manpower, I'm sure that they would test people to see if they've had COVID and then they'd let them in too. But I'm like, I don't have faith in WSP to be able to do that <laughs> since like the red lines have already been kind of nightmarish right. and they had Phil Ivy playing in a bowling alley once. Well, I, I love, I mean, just, just the way that you even said that. I mean, you, you obviously, you took a stand, but you say it in a way that's respectful. It's not divisive unless people are looking for it to be divisive. And I think that's the hardest part over the last couple of years is just how much divisiveness not just in the poker community, but obviously globally and in all of our society, just how much divisiveness this has caused, mm -hmm. you know, for that. And it's just, it's so hard because if people, you know, if you just dig into one side or the other, 
you know, you end up hating other people versus just sort of debating the issue. And pretty soon, mm-hmm. is that something that we can recover from? And I think it takes, a, a, you know, an intentional effort to try to rebuild that. And it's just such an unfortunate thing when something this controversial comes up. Jogging I think through. you just have to find things you like about people. Like I, I disagree with a lot of the stuff. Like Chris yeah. is a good example. I disagree with a lot of stuff she says, but I like her. <laughs> like I was right. like, we could go have a drink. We could go like for a run. We could go play poker together. And um, she actually played in the um, the Poker King WPT game and we had to have a compromise. Uh, we, a lot of the players didn't want to wear masks. To be honest, didn't really want to make a show where players were wearing masks. It right, sucks. I'd right. rather just not have a show and wait for it to be over. So we ended up COVID testing everyone in the morning. They took two tests of these home tests that were 85% each um, effective. And players were happy with that. Uh, Chrissy wanted to use her own, a different cotton swab. I'm like, completely fine. It doesn't mess with the results at all. Like, there's just, there's so much information out there. Like, I can see people going down a rabbit hole of, of being afraid of a thing. YouTube recommends another thing to be afraid of. You've now watched 100 YouTube videos where you're now confirmed the thing you're afraid of is definitely happening. I think that's happening to a lot of people on both sides. Um, and yeah. it, I just don't think you have to hate someone for like, even if you think their views are ridiculous on one topic, it doesn't mean they're like a shit person <laughs> in right. general. And I think, I think, I think that's how we come back from that. Just like, still interact with the people that don't agree with you um, and try to respect them. And I fall short sometimes. Sometimes all I want to do is make fun of them. <laughs> like sometimes <laughs> I think of great jokes. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to get this person. Um, but just trying to, trying your best at least to not fall down that trap of like only, only talking to people who agree with you and, and right. you know, saying screw the rest. Yeah, I think, you know, the ability to hold two things at the same time, we can hold, I like this person and I disagree with them. It's okay to hold both of those things mm-hmm. at the same time. But I do think there's, you know, a lot of people that it's sort of one or the other, right? You're either, I can't like you if you believe this. And so I think that's wisdom from, from Jamie, just uh, if you want to have a, a life where you feel united, where you don't, you know, live this life of bitterness and hatred and division, you know, some people, I think that fuels their life. Like that's just, they're always going to be that way. But I think a lot of us wake up one day and like, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to live where I'm hating my neighbor, where I'm disliking my family member. Well, you don't have to. You can still like them mm-hmm. and disagree with them. It is okay, right? I mean, Jamie's giving you permission to actually yep. like somebody and disagree with them. So if nothing else, listen to Jamie. <laughs> John, did you have something you wanted <laughs> no, to add there? That's not great advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to say not all men skip washing their hands. I religiously <laughs> wash my hand every time I go. And Thank I want to make a call to all people out there, actually, regardless. <laughs> if you miss a hand, it's okay. You will survive. <laughs> you can wash your hands and take your time. Get back to the mm-hmm. table. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, John just don't Dobbin miss a hand way. between those two you're hands. Watching. Yeah, no, that's not the hand. <laughs> oh, miss. yeah. Oh, if you miss a hand. I thought John was saying just wash one hand. And I was like trying to figure out how that's done. So if you, if you miss a hand, you're talking <laughs> a hand of poker. <laughs> well, Jamie, I mean, okay, time flies by. Every time we do these guests, time flies by. And I want to respect your time. But like, mm-hmm. what else do we need to know? So Rec Poker Nation is out here. Uh, a lot of us are familiar with your work. A lot of mm-hmm. folks were just they're introduced, being introduced to you for the first time. And what do you want them to know either about you or the poker industry or what you're involved with, how to connect with you? Kind of what else would you mm-hmm. tell Rec Poker Nation? Wow. That's really, I wish I had like 20 things. I'm like, I can't decide which to choose from, but now I feel really <laughs> boring. Cause I'm like, no, no. She's a host of the uh, rake. Okay, so, so what is your, okay, oh, wait, yes. what's that? Let's just go through okay, the Twitter handle 
And then Poker King, how is there mm-hmm. some is there a, a is there a Twitter feed? Is there an Instagram? Like how do people connect with Poker King? How do they connect? Yeah, with if you follow follow Poker King Media on Twitter, um, we're gonna we're basically like revamping their whole YouTube. There's gonna be a lot of stuff coming out um for Poker King and for WPC on YouTube. Um we we made that 25k heads up uh event that Phil Ivy won in Cabo. Um, mm-hmm. and there'll be like 20 episodes coming out from there. Um, we got Lon McCarran on voiceover, which made me very happy. Uh, I really, really enjoy him and Norman Chad and like, like to get them involved whenever possible. So that should be really cool. That's coming out soon. Um, we'll have episodes of the cash games. We just ran, um, on YouTube as well. There's the full thing right now uncut. Um, it was very enjoyable. I'll say, listen to the 200, 400 game. The table talk was the most off the rails table talk I've ever heard. I was like, don't you guys have mothers? Like, it doesn't sound like they do. Um, <laughs> they were not worried about what they're saying. So yeah, that's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. That was the WPT 200-400 that we just ran. Um, I am host of uh, The Rake for Run It mm-hmm. Once yes. um, with Ben Wilanowski. We are very lazy. We have, we were doing one a week and now we're doing like one a month, maybe. Uh, so, you know, who knows where we're going with that. I enjoy it once in a while, but uh not quite as uh, prolific at the, the podcasting as you guys are. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this is, this is the only way we have our friends is we have to podcast together. You know, it's that's the only way we can have them. So it's, <laughs> it works. But, but it, it takes time, right? People don't realize. I feel, that. Yeah, I just lived. Go ahead. I was going to say, I just lived an entire year on Zoom where um, yeah. literally my only friends were like people on Zoom. We were playing, uh, if you guys ever played Mafia, it's like Werewolf, the role-playing game with bluffing. Um, we played, it used to be once a week. We would have a once a week game and it became so much fun that we played five days a week. And we'd have <laughs> pop-up games where we'd be like, hey guys, we have a game at 5 p.m. Does anyone around at 1 p.m.? Because <laughs> I stopped playing online poker because I was playing online Mafia. Um, and But it's great. I was like, I actually feel... there. <laughs> Uh, Sammy G is someone I love her um she's the real Sammy G on Twitter she was at the run good event yeah I didn't even know that I hadn't met her in real life I had no idea I had spent so much time with her talking on discord and on different things that she's like hey it's fine it's nice to finally meet you and I'm like good joke and I'm like holy shit (laughs) I really have never met you um so that's it's kind of interesting (laughs) that we have that from the last year like you actually make real connections real friendships that count just as much as in real life ones yeah, I just found out down there that uh, as I was chatting with her that she was going to be an actuary, which is what I was. So I thought, oh, we got something in common. And then she's like, then I looked at it and I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> okay. So she, she was not as excited about being an actuary as I was. But no, she's fantastic. Oh man, I've seen so many people from law school. Anyone who yeah. asks me, like, should I go to law school? I'm like, why would you do that? Are you really boring? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to any lawyers oh, that's for Okay, so, so what are you doing? Well, I've kind of, I've, I've been asked a fair amount too because I'm a recovering actuary. I'm no longer an actuary. And it's it's one of those things people do ask me to, hey, can you come talk to our students? I'm like, you know, here's what I'm probably going to say. So I don't know if you actually want me to come. It is, it is great for some people, but it's not for everybody, you know? And mm-hmm. so if you're willing to let me share that message, yeah, I'll come talk. And they're kind of like, well, maybe we'll find somebody else to, to chat with these guys about it. Um, so I've so, had a thrown it down before I've, I've done some like corporate events like networking yeah. events where I teach them a little bit of poker and sometimes it'll be former uh, there'll be lawyers and they'll be like oh why'd you get a law and then I have to be like I have to really tone this down <laughs> and be like just wasn't for me you know and I'm like it's a great profession I just didn't like it that much and I was like uh yeah it's super hard because I'm like I'm I'm very very honest 
but like I'm blunt so it's like yeah. hard for me to be like okay let's not shame yeah. an entire profession you just want to <laughs> look at them and say really game. you you have to ask me this why would you have to, you have to if you have to ask then, <laughs> then nothing I can say is going to land here yeah. well so have you ever mm -hmm. so I know I gotta let you go but it's fun to chat with you so I've done a couple of TED talks I'm curious if that's a route that you've ever considered doing so it's not like you've done some speaking but Seems like that'd be a, a, an interesting platform for you to actually oh, think. I know, because you talk about the fear of speaking. And I think, you know, I think that's an interesting yeah. how you progressed from just being afraid of speaking to where you are now. And I'm curious if that's ever been, you know, something on your mm -hmm. radar to do something more like like that to get that kind of a platform. I I fear for the world if they give me a TED talk. Oh, no, <laughs> come on now. Like, that's I, why you'd be good no, because no, you're not, not gonna be arrogant. If I specialize. Uh, if I specialize in something where I'm like, I have to share this knowledge with the world, I would, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Let's do that. But I dabble in a lot of things. I'm not like a major expert in many things. Yeah. Um, commentary is so different from being on camera as well. Um, being in the booth for ESPN was so awesome. And I was very scared of it at first, but like after an hour, you forget that, I don't know, it's like half a million people are watching, but it's less scary than being in front of 50 people looking at you mm -hmm. in real life. Mm -hmm. um, I just get over it. And I realized I did stand up once and oh, <laughs> like I stand up comedy in front of, and it was in front of like 30 or so people. And I knew probably 10 of them, which made yeah. it even worse. Cause like, oh, if I bomb, they're also going to laugh at me and they're recording it with their phones. I'm like, oh God, um, that was scarier than ESPN. Uh, yeah. Just being at a little comedy club. And, you know, I think Ted talks are maybe the like highest stakes, scariest kind of performance that people have to do. I'm like, uh, who, I think Liv Bray did one. Um, did, yep. Who else from poker? Yeah, I just give those people credit. I oh, Jen Shahadi has done a TEDx yep, talk. Yep. Uh, give you a lot of yep. credit. I think that's like one of the most intimidating environments it's, to ever have to poke. Yes, and I've done, so I've done, a, I've done a lot of speaking. I've done probably like 150 speaking gigs. Mm -hmm. But I tell you that the two times I've had to go out on the big red dot and do it, it's, it is scary. You, you walk out there and it's like, oh, this is a whole different world and it shouldn't be. But like you said, 50 people or whatever, yeah. it, it's a scary, intimidating thing. But I was thinking from your, from your perspective, you know, from like a, I'm rambling. I'm, I'm a business coach by nature. So I'm naturally going into this, but like, you know, just to give you a platform for even just the work that you're doing with the dogs to talk about something with dogs and poker and try to mm -hmm. get people giving money to the dog. So anyway, if you ever want to go down that road, let me know. I can, I can, I can hook you up there, but well, Jamie, this, this has been really great. If it's man. ever dog related, I mean, well, there you go. So just <laughs> it's been fun. About, you know, the, the Ted talk me dogs playing poker and you can talk about, you know, the, the connection between the two, and then you can just tell people to, <laughs> Give a bunch of money to help the dogs and the cats if you want. Yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> that's right. that's one thing I should have said that that is my uh, that's my goal in the future is I want to have a pit bull rescue and I want to do it like on Mount Charleston. Um, just Ooh. get a, a few acres up there and have a ranch and like that's the dogs don't even know they have a sweat. If I ever like final table the main, that's the first thing I'm going to do. Mm. So if there's any pit bulls listening, you should send me some run good this year. <laughs> I like it. calling all the run good that you can from all walks of life yeah well jamie this this has been great <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna have to let you go but fantastic make sure you follow her on twitter make sure yeah, poker king media on twitter uh, we'll put all the information in the show notes if you have any if you have any trouble finding or getting a hold of jamie which you shouldn't but if you do uh just reach out steve at rec.poker <laughs> i'll connect you and, and make sure that uh, we send you on your way and if you want to support the dog support the animals uh, and if you don't exactly know how, connect with Jamie. She'll tell you how uh, eventually you can uh, help. I will book. help you. Yep. <laughs> well, Jamie, any any final words before we let you go? Well, thank you, guys. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I got, oh, you know what? I got one. Uh, yeah. Since you guys started with quotes, I have a Mitch Hedberg quote. A dog is in the permanent push-up position. <laughs> <laughs>
dumbest joke, but Mitch Hedberg's my favorite. <laughs> it's a dad joke. Like, I love yeah. that joke. I can use that one. <laughs> yeah. In the permanent push-up position. I like it. Thank you, guys. All right, Jamie, take care. <laughs> All right, well, why don't we, uh, why don't we, let's hear from Jonathan a little, and then we'll come back and we'll share some of the, what's going on in the rec poker community. Have you ever wondered whether you should call a preflop raise or three bet instead? What do you do when you have a flush draw? Do you raise it or do you just call? What do you do with ace king when you miss the flop? Are you tired of guessing about what the right play is with your particular hand? Well, my name is Jonathan Little and I am a two-time World Poker Tour champion and creator of PokerCoaching.com, where we offer over a thousand interactive hand quizzes where you play a hand and then get real-time feedback from our world-class pros. Don't guess and don't stress. Just register for your free account at PokerCoaching.com slash RecPoker right now. PokerCoaching.com slash RecPoker. Get it done. Hook it up. All right, guys. Reactions, Mr. Jones. Uh, I was just, I mean, you know, she's just a, uh, she's a gem. I think she's uh, great for poker. Uh, I was so excited when she joined the, you know, WSOP commentary booth. Uh, I thought it was, uh, it was a great conversation. So um, I'm glad she's part of the poker world. I hope she stays there. Yeah. I felt a little bad kind of taking yeah, it down a serious bright. dark road, but, uh, but uh, cause it was so much fun and so much life, but I just kind of wanted to get her perspective on that. Sorry, Jim, go ahead. If you guys haven't noticed, I've got a leg on my end. So I apologize for stepping on toes there. No, you're doing great. Um, yeah. It's just, she's just such a positive uh, uh, force in poker and has a great attitude and she's super fun to follow on Twitter <laughs> and just uh, everywhere, everywhere she goes in poker uh, sort of fun seems to happen. So it was easy to, uh, it was easy to see why we had to get her on the show. Yeah, for sure. What do you got, Rob? So Rob chiming in there. Um, yeah, no, I've been following her for a long time and I love her commentaries. Very, very easy to listen to and very uh, entertaining. Definitely. Nice. And John, so John, what was it that you referred to? I kind of missed that. You said you've been following her since certain, some days and I know you're kind of, you're kind of like our oh. historian. So they, there were four uh, women who formed a group called the Grindettes. It was her, Jen Shahadi, Katie Stone, and I am forgetting the fourth one, which is always the problem when you do these types of lists. But anyway, they were uh, kind of started up and they were on Twitter and just kind of did some things together. Uh, this probably would have been like in the 2007, 2008 timeframe, I'm guessing. Okay. All right. Nice. Well, yeah, that was, it was super fun. It was fun to, fun to meet her for sure. It was very frustrating for me to have a leg and, uh, and all that jazz, but it was, it was fun to get to chat with her. And uh, I think, yeah, it's the real deal. And I think I can see why run good uh, grabbed her and said, we need you on this team or one of our ambassadors, because it does sync up well with, with who they are. And so, so speaking of that, so we did our, we did just come back from our rec poker road trip. Number three, uh, we went up to Fargo for a day. We went to Iowa for a week and now we we're down in Florida for a week. Uh, had, had a really good time uh, for sure. We had five of us that were part of the rec poker house of myself, Jim Gibson, Gibber. Uh, he's in the chat tonight. He was down there. Uh, Doug Barons, Rob Adson, Ben Gers. Uh, we had a, we had a great time playing the poker went okay. And then it didn't, you know, so the, the, the results of the table, uh, but boy, it was interesting. It was, I never played in Florida and it was very interesting, but we had a great time. So then the next rec poker road trip is out in Vegas. 
the World Series of Poker. We got the Rec Poker House out there. Uh, if you want more information on that, just go to rec.poker slash road trips. Uh, information's there and then just reach out. But uh, man, we had, a, we had a good time out there. Obviously wishing the results would have been a little bit better, but uh, we survived the whatever 92 degree heat and 85% humidity. <laughs> My glasses would just fog up every time I walked outside of the building. It was horrific. So with that, so then, okay, so Jim, we're, I don't, because of this leg, I don't know if somebody's waiting to say something. I'm tired of interrupting people, so I apologize yeah. for that. No, let, let me jump in. I'll just jump in here for a sec because um, we're, we're having, you've got issues with your video. We've had a couple other technical issues today. This is the rec poker way. It's not actually supposed to go very smoothly. And um, uh, actually, I guess technically the next road trip is going to be a trip to Wisconsin on oh, right. the 25th. It's, is that something point. we can talk about? Well, we just did. So let's do that. I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we can. Let's talk about that one because <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this episode is going to come out on uh, September 14th uh, that we're going to have this interview with Jamie come out on September 14th. So the, is it being you've got a week and a half. Jim, is it being delayed a week? Uh, yeah. So we can get, yeah. So we can get Matt, uh, the Matt interview out real That's quick right. and easy and get more people. So there's going to be a little time loop. Our listeners last week are going to have heard a fantastic interview with Matt Savage. Can you believe what he said about those other players? I could not believe that he would go on the air with that, like on the record with that. But anyway, yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to uh, the 25th, which is uh, when we'll be in Wisconsin, or at least you will be. I'm not going to be in Wisconsin. Yeah, so, so the plan is, so it's so a World Poker Tour. Uh, we, we have a, a relationship with them, the World Poker Tour, Club WPT. We're going to be doing a one-day tournament on Club WPT um, <clears throat> on September 25th. So uh, that's the day we're going to do this tournament. The winner of that tournament wins a free entry into a $2,500 uh, WPT Deep Stacks main event out in California in December. So Thunder Valley uh, is where that is. So on the 25th, we're gonna be playing online. So if you can get access to Club WPT, some of you might already be a member. Uh, you just need a password to get into that into that tournament. Uh, if you're not a member, you can become a member. Uh, you can become, you can get a free membership to try it out, see what you think, uh, get your free membership. Now here's the one catch, all right? So you can't play in a couple of different states. One of those states being Minnesota. So I know not all of you are Minnesota, but a lot of us are. Uh, you can't play in Minnesota. However, uh, if you have a Minnesota residence, you can still be eligible to win this prize. You can't win all the prizes in Club WPT, but you can play this tournament and you can win this prize. And so we're going to have all the information at uh, rec.poker slash WPT on how you can sign up for this thing, all the Q&A, all the details of that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, you can get your free membership, you can go play and maybe you bink the thing. And so we are thinking right now of putting a road trip together. It might just be like a one day, let's find a venue that we can all just go to in uh, Western Wisconsin and go play the tournament. Um, so we're kind of putting that together. So uh, we, we welcome insights, but I guess by the time this, uh, this airs, we probably will have it pretty, pretty locked down. But if that's of interest to you, just reach out. Uh, check out rec.pokers. Maybe, there's, a, maybe the, there's even a Whole Foods parking lot or something that we could all. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ryan, yeah. Ryan, who was it? Ryan. Uh, or who? Who, yeah, who was it? He was Ryan somebody picked a bracelet. De Palma. Yes, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was right. it. That's so good, Chris. That would be a fantastic <laughs> video. Just going nuts. I got the scene. So uh, we'll put that together. But yeah, if, but if you're in a state or if you want to get somewhere yourself, do that. Uh, this is, you know, what we are trying to do. Uh, is we're trying to build a relationship with the WPT. 
they've been very gracious. They're very excited about working with Rec Poker. Uh, and this is sort of a test of water scenario. So I think the better we do in terms of getting people to play that tournament and engaging with that, uh, the better, the more opportunities, frankly, are going to come to uh, Rec Poker Nation uh, to win seats and that kind of thing. And so uh, we're going to try to drive as many people there uh, as we can. So engage with that if at all possible. Jim, anything else on that that we need to share? Yeah. And so just tell people they can go to rec.poker slash WPT to find out all the information to join, like you say. And it's it's a free tournament for Rec Poker members. And the winner gets a $2,500 live entry to a World Poker Tour event. So um, I really think people should go and check that out and have a good time. And if you're in Wisconsin, all the details about uh, how to hang out with Steve on the 25th and uh, win your free entry will be at uh, rec.poker slash road trips. Uh, so go check that out. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So basically it's a, it's a tournament on Club WPT. You need a password. The way you get the password is just if you're a free member at Rec Poker, you have access to the password. So it's not complicated. Uh, but that's sort of how they're they're doing it because they they really want to help Rec Poker build. They really believe in what we're standing for. They believe in this positive community, you know, learning together. And so they're trying to contribute to that because they know as we can build uh, this group of recreational players and make a you know create a great community where people feel welcome uh, to grow. That they're going to play more and they're going to play more WPT event, which is a lot of dream for a lot of us recreational players is to sit down in that twenty five hundred dollar buy in and and uh, go toe-to-toe with some of these great players. So, yeah, so watch for more details, but reach out if you have any questions on that at all. And, yeah, Kim has just put a uh, question in the comment uh, section here. So, yeah, you can join uh, Club WPT for September. If you do sign up with the code RECPOKER, you can get a a free two-week trial and a bunch of extra tournament points to play in other tournaments as well. So when you hear this... Uh, by the time this episode comes out, you should go go right now. Go to rec.poker slash club WPT and use that two-week free trial to uh, sign up. And then you can play in the Rec Poker VIP online tournament for free. Yeah, two-week trial. Yeah, Rob? Is there going to be a bounty on somebody in this tournament? Oh, I, right. That The one and only Matt Savage. Yeah, Matt Savage <laughs> is going to be playing in the event. And uh, there is there is a, a bounty prize on him, and uh, it is a well. You you should just take Matt Savage out of the tournament. <laughs> You'll have some fun if you take Matt Savage out of the tournament. But yeah, and he's going to be him and Taylor are going to be working together to figure out what we can do on Twitch for this event, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a big deal. Yeah, support it as well. So it should be pretty fun, for sure. Yeah. So get the get the free membership, and if you're if you're in a state that's eligible for prizes for all the different prizes. Uh, yeah, you're going to get you're going to get enough free bonus points. They, they give you tournament points uh, that you can then enter one of their five thousand dollar guaranteed Sunday tournaments uh, to try to win win that as well. So it's a pretty sweet deal. So check all of that out for sure. All right. So switching gears, one more thing that I wanted to cover quick uh, before we get to the home games. Usually I just tease this stuff. So sorry, John, we're making you wait. But like the we've started now our rec poker weekly home game or weekly games at Running Aces. So the Tuesday morning tournament yeah. at Running Aces is 10 a.m., $140 buy in. And so we had the first one. And again, these are one of the rare times our podcasts are out of sequence. Uh, but on August 24th, Joshua Robinson took down the inaugural Rec Poker Weekly Tournament at Running Aces. So congratulations to Joshua. And we got the information on the 10 players. We're putting together leaderboards. We're going to track that throughout the year. I don't know how we're ultimately going to, what we're ultimately going to do with it, but we are going to keep track of those points. We'll put them online and kind of declare who the Rec Poker Running Aces Player of the Year is for that tournament. So uh, it'll, it'll be super fun to kind of track that and see how that goes. And I'm going to be able to play tomorrow. So we're recording this 
August 30th, and I'm excited. I'm going to jump in there uh, on the 31st, my 30th wedding anniversary, and I'm going to play poker. It's going to be perfect. <laughs> Congratulations, me. All right. So, Mr. Somsky, we better turn it over to somebody who's a little more uh, respectful. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I was just wondering if, you know, you were doing this because you didn't want to hit 31. Is that <laughs> right. the reason for playing poker on your... Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, but... That might be part of it. You know, I didn't get a chance to play at all last week down in Florida. So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, scratching an itch here. <laughs> Uh, before we begin, though, I'm going to start by interrupting myself, and the fourth grindette is Katie Dozier. Ah, I had nice. forgotten that, and I didn't want to leave people hanging in case they were trying to remember that themselves. <laughs> All right, so back to our home games. We have uh, just on a tear lately. On August 23rd, Keck Geek 65, Jacob what? Kiki, got mm -hmm. his eighth nightly victory for this year. <sighs> That's just a nightly. He's and that's like sixteen or something ridiculous like that on his way to twenty for the year, which is his goal. Yeah, crazy. Right. Well, and this is his seventeenth lifetime nightly event. Stunning. Amazing. Um, Amazing. Then we have Hazi Eight. Hazi name is private right now, and didn't used to be, but just in case, that's the way he wants it sure. to be. Just he will remain she. private. He or she. Uh, or she. <laughs> He or she or maybe feline or canine. I yeah, right. don't, don't know. Uh, got his second or her or it. Uh, nightly victory of the year. Flying Brick, Sarah Hansen. Yeah. Got her sixth nightly victory for the year. Twelfth nice. lifetime. Wow. Po that's a lot. Poker Geek MN. Got Woo. Oh, John I, muted himself. I muted him, I muted him with my. Ex oh, it was you <laughs> muted him. You muted him. <laughs> oh, sorry, of course, John, I have to be muted. Was that a technical <laughs> there? Sorry, what? Yeah, sorry, John. Bunch of audio yeah, issues. Tonight. I don't know what you guys have against Steve Krebs. Elvis seventy six. <laughs> no, no, no. His fourth go back, nightly go back victory. To August twenty six. Go back to August twenty six. Yeah. Oh, on that one, uh, Poker Geek MN yeah. got his second victory of the year. Yeah. <laughs> or second nightly. There you go. Um, August 28th, Trey 371, Thomas Pena mm. got, or Pena, I don't know if it, got his fourth <laughs> nightly victory for the year. And then coming back Jeez. just a couple of days later, uh, we have... Elvis 76 again, Steve Kreps got his second mixed victory for the year. I'm going to interrupt you there, John. So I got to, I got a chance, you know, this is what I love about the road trip. So I actually met Steve up uh, when we went up to Fargo for the day, he ended up sitting right on my direct right. And he had his Elvis 76 hat on. I'm like, no way, no way. You're, you know, so it's fun to meet. So go on these road trips, man. You put names and faces and meet all these people that are playing in the That's home That's the games, best but... seat in the house. <laughs> 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 And if you're in the home game playing with them, every time you went to hand, he says, thank you. Thank you very I know. much. Thank you very much. All the 76. Uh, yep. He's, he's on a heater. Good for you. Yeah. Then on to international events. Oh, yes. Here we go. Kabulosh. Uh, Kabulosh. <laughs> I am so sorry. Nobody I am not him. trying to do this poorly. <laughs> I, it is just. But Allison Neves Wernick. He got his first. 
uh, international the new victory Isenma, of the year. And they're, they're due. They're due. I've been seeing yeah. them uh, uh, getting close to that, getting close to that pin for a while. So congratulations. Is he or she a Brazilian? Is that who I'm thinking? They, yes. I think, yes, that's the person yes. I'm thinking of too. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, best wishes to you. Much luck. Keep, keep up, uh, keep winning. Yes. Yep. Really yeah, keep winning. Yeah. Keep, keep like making John like struggle. <laughs> yeah. Chris just likes it when I fumble all over my words. Plus, I like the international winners winning on Saturday. That's like, yeah. the, you know, that's what it's all about on those Saturday tournaments. <laughs> exactly. Then we have Lucky X, Axel Haw, got yeah. his first international victory. Then Aces. 54-320, Kathy mm-hmm. Chang won the go. LPP event, so she should contact Jim at rec.poker for her free month at Learn Pro Poker. Yeah, Kathy has already reached out over DM in the site. That's how excited she is to get started at Learn Pro Poker. Way to go, Kathy. Congratulations. And I think we are going to get a chance to meet down there in Vegas. Oh, sweet. The, the date, dates are lining up. I, I can't wait to meet some of these rec poker people when we get down to Vegas. Cause I, I didn't get down there for rec poker day yeah. at, uh, at running aces and, you know, with the whole border thing, like there are a lot of people that I'm really looking forward to meeting in person. Yeah. yeah it'll be interesting to see if you are actually three dimensional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and for those of you guys that are listening out there, we do have some room in the rec poker house. If you're interested in staying with us, reach out. But even if you're not interested in staying with us, we're going to have some gatherings at the house. So just connect with me. I'll put you on a list of people to reach out to because, you know, we want to have a few breakfasts uh, at the house. We maybe have a day where, you know, I don't play and I just grill for whoever, whoever wants to come over. I don't know. Uh, but we want to have some gatherings at the house there. So uh, just to meet people, I think it's going to be so much fun. Or we'll just meet at the final table of a, yeah. of a main event or something. <laughs> but another, yeah, Kathy, <laughs> and when you know, Steve Kathy, says there's room to stay with us, in the house he means like we've got we've got rooms and there's a pool table and a pool and it's going to be a lot of fun so it's going to be a lot of fun come, come join us i know kathy has a couple of goals well, and, in the rec poker home games one of the goals is she wants to be the female yeah. player of the year and the other goal is she wants to be the mixed games player of the year so i love that she's got these big goals that she's going after so i love that john mm. Yeah, for the mixed game player of the year, she has yep. some pretty stiff competition, and I wish some of that was me. Uh, <laughs> it is. You're like top three, aren't you? Uh, I'm in the top five, I think, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, at one last thing, uh, we do have our heads up, our second heads up event of the year coming up on September 18th. That is, I believe, the uh, the week, week you hear this. Yeah, it'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. The week you hear this, it'll be the um, that Saturday. That one we're playing. So, yep. Nice. Looking forward to that. Great work as always, Mr. Somsky. Mr. Jones, anything going on on the uh, seminar front? He's Somsky. Get my unmuted. Weary, I did for just a second uh, while I was getting the the slide pulled up. Anyway, whatever. Um, The. so and I, we're just finished up uh, our September seminar. Um, it's it, I thought it was a really good one. We had some uh, good hands that came out of it, and it's really it was about um, that stage of the tournament. Once you get past the money bubble, uh, you're a little bit past that. You're deeper in. You're about you know uh, three or four tables left, but you're trying to make a final table. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a great uh, September session. And in October, we're going to really focus in on a final table. 
So um, we've been doing these sort of progressive, uh, at least uh, until we reach this point in the, on a final table. And then after October, we'll kind of figure out uh, whether we try to do some more like scenario based thing, or we just start the cycle over again. We'll have a little conversation about that, but I'm really excited. I think final tables are fascinating. Um, the ICM factors are, you could talk about them for days and days. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see how people react to that. And uh, it'll be fun. So um, you can always sign up to be part of these seminars uh, on the forum. So uh, if you want to be one part of one of these sort of simulated final table participants, uh, get your name in there and we'll have a good time. Hey, Chris, I have, a, I have a question for you. So I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. And I know, you know, you've been putting these seminars together now for a couple of years. You're, you're investing so much. You're sharing all of your wisdom and you're also pulling a lot of wisdom from other places and kind of sharing it with everybody. How about for, for you? What, what? Is there anything standing out for you as far as what you've learned or what you've taken away just from the process of doing this and teaching it and pulling it all together? Is there anything that kind of, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but that kind of stands out as like, oh, that's been a really helpful thing for me. I mean, for sure. There's been lots of things that I've, you know, I've taken away from listening to others, watching others play, just thinking about my own game. You know, the, the, the month we did a whole where we looked at uh, database mm. reviews and we were looking at, you know, positions and, you know, approaches to three betting and approaches to check raising. And, and I, I was just, I was basically just digging through my own hand database to try to find some examples to show people. And I, just by doing that, I found three, three or four things that I was like, Oh my mm. God, what are you doing? <laughs> And, um, you know, so that there's, you know, there's just that that's been really, it, it really, when you have to like, sort of like look at these spots and like try to, mm -hmm. to teach it a bit, it's, it's, you know, it, it can help. Yeah. So I've, I've learned a lot about, I think some three betting frequencies. I've learned a lot about, um, bet sizing is something that I'm increasingly mm -hmm. more fascinated with. And I think there've been some, some, uh, interesting conversations we've had about when do we bet big, when do we bet small, why do we do those different things at different spots. Um, so yeah, there's been there's been a lot for me. Sweet, because I was you know I already I knew you were a genius going into this thing, so I didn't know if you reached a new level of genius or if you're just kind of sharing your wisdom. So I mean, I'm excited for you that you're getting better. I'm not really excited for me when I play against you, but. I've already was. Yeah, well, I should show you the. Yeah, I can show you those database things that I found, and you'd be like, oh, I. The, I'm, I feel like I'm on the 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 JB Kerstetter circle or site of, <laughs> of, of poker where everyone thinks I'm smarter than I am. I guess I don't know whatever if, she said. If I look at your charts and just kind of hold them the right way up to the light, it spells donkey or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, Mr. Washington, what's going on in the book study world, man? Speaking of uh, dumbed down material, the Michael Acevedo book. Yeah, it's pretty pretty simple basic <laughs> stuff here that we're going through. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, by the time you hear this, we'll have already had our our session because we have a session on the first, and that session we're gonna we'll have studied the finished chapter seven, which is MTT equilibrium strategies playing first in, mm. and depending on how quick that goes, we might be able to get into uh, MTT equilibrium strategies defense so what do you do when somebody raises in front of you and that's the next section and that's chapter eight and that's where we're going to be um for sure finishing that chapter 
on the it would be on the 15th then for our second one sweet that's awesome dude so twice a month man and if you're a premium member you can be participate in those things you can also go back you? and watch all the videos oh, okay sorry <laughs> what's that yeah if if you have missed them you can go back and and watch um previous sessions uh, by going on to Rec Poker in the archives, and you'll see all the book studies. Join the book study group. You'll get involved. We can uh, have some discussion there back and forth if you need to. And all of the slides that we've put together are mm. available also on the group. Nice. Nice. Fantastic stuff. Well, anything else, guys, that we need to share? I know we went a little bit long, but that's uh, when, when, I, when I'm involved, it tends to be that way. But what else do we need to share with Rec Poker Nation, Jim? I guess we've got one more thing we should circle about September 18th. So there's uh, there's there's the heads up match that uh, John's running that afternoon, but it's also going to be the first of a few study groups where we're joined by Sky Matsuhashi. Mm -hmm. uh, so this will be we're, we're we're getting we're working more closely with Sky in the Poker Forge. So every month now. Um, we're going to release a longer premium training video from the Poker Forge that Sky picks out. And we're going to give our members a couple of weeks to digest that material. There's going to be some action steps for people to take. Uh, you know how Sky likes to have, end everything with some steps for you to take. And then uh, he's going to host this hour-long Q&A just for Rec Poker Premium members uh, every month going forward on the third Saturday of the month. So now, he said he'll do it if we get some Rec Poker Premium members to come and ask some great questions on this third Saturday of the month. So I am <laughs> circling September 18th. If you, if you hear this podcast, the week it comes out, uh, book it, baby. 1 p.m. Eastern on September 18th. Join me and Sky Matsuhashi. And if you think I know about Poker Tracker 4 and filters and HUDs and drilling down on people, then you ain't seen nothing yet, kid. Uh, come on September 18th. You'll have a great time with Sky Matsuhashi. Nice. Great stuff. Continue to add value to that premium membership, right? I mean, we, we create great stuff through Mr. Jones and then we pull in great stuff and, you know, you're going to find something that you connect with, uh, somebody that you can learn from. So that is fantastic. Anything else, guys, for the good of the order that we need to share here? I see some heads shaking. Anybody? Uh, I guess we still got a couple of folks, uh, Jim Gibson, Kim Gilroy in the chat. Anything from you guys that we need to share? I'll give you about three seconds to, to type something. Uh, <laughs> I, I asked that in plenty of time, right? Hey, got anything to share? Okay, well, let's wrap it up. Uh, but no, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, think yeah, all right. We got a lot of stuff going on. As always, go to Rec Poker. Uh, you know, go to sign up for the newsletter. Uh, that's a great way. The twerp this week in Rec Poker. That's a great way to kind of stay plugged in. Uh, and we've said this before, but if you want to do us a solid, there's several ways. I think Rec Poker slash support. I think is that what has the, kind of the different links. I think the different things, but, you know, something as That's simple as, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the Twitch channel, uh, rate, review the podcast, all that stuff is ways that you can support what we're doing um, that don't cost you a dime. And if you want to spend a dime or more, we have ways that you can support us doing that too, uh, through premium membership and all kinds of other stuff. So just check all of that stuff out. But uh, man, uh, thanks to Jamie Kerstetter. Jim, you can roll right there. I know we don't have a, a video queue. Uh, thanks to Jamie Kerstetter. That was great. Chris, John, Jim, Rob. Thanks to Jim and Kim and the others that were in the chat as well. And uh, we will chat with you guys. Oh, Running Aces and Website Amp. Thank you guys. Thank you. I will chat next week.